Okay, so I got this story. It doesn't make me look too good, but uh, it, it's a thing. Wait, what are you talking about? Literally anything you could do can make you look good. This one doesn't, though. 100%. Are you sure? I'm pre- it makes me look pretty dumb. All right, hit me with it. So last night, I had a hockey game. Okay. okay. We didn't end up winning. Uh, we didn't end up winning the hockey game. I scored a pretty sick goal. Just saying. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll, no, I'll no, explain. Nothing out of the ordinary. I'll explain the goal first because it was pretty sick. So shot from the point was, and I was standing in front of the net. I was kind of. Sh- it was kind of shot at me. So I just like hit it up with the middle of my, of like the middle of the shaft of my stick. It bounces up right in front of the goalie. I one hand tap it right over his shoulder. Flows right in. Would you say shot from the point? You're to blame. You gave that shot a good name. Oh snap! <laughs> Look at that song. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's how uh, the day started. So that, that was the probably the peak of your night. That was the first goal. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good game. We're gonna win. It's gonna be awesome. We mm. end up losing. That's okay. So after the game, I'm in the parking lot getting undressed, uh, as you do in deck hockey. So getting undressed by uh, your car. Is that is that normal? That is do, quite. Do you normal. always get undressed by your car? Uh, I guess that's a normal thing for you. It is quite a normal thing. So basically, I uh, threw my hockey bag on my trunk. I'm getting undressed. Uh, I'm talking to my buddy TJ, uh, getting all undressed. Talk to him. Go over to his uh, new, brand new truck. He's like, "Oh, check this out! Got all kinds look of my truck. Look, look at my truck. Got wheels and junk." I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool, man." My so, small. My truck's big. Exactly. So I go back, and I drive away. Now, what did you forget to do there? So I forgot to put my bag either in my trunk or inside of my car so, in any capacity. So what was all inside the bag? Like not $80 or anything valuable, right? So inside of my bag would be my gloves, my helmet, my shin pads, my shoes. I mean, that all smells bad. Why would anyone All smells that? very bad. One other key thing in there is my wallet. Uh, oh, yeah. Can't lose that. So I'm turning out of Murraysville Sports Zone. Take the right to go up the hill. Very short hill. You're at the light. You take a left to get on 22 I go, I hear a little, I hear something, I turn back, I see nothing, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, and then drive all the way home. Would you like to explain why people, why why that hearing a noise from your trunk might die? So I got rear-ended, which I believe I told. <laughs> so um, like maybe, what, a year ago? Almost a year. Yeah. Uh, it was on Cinco de Mayo last year. <laughs> so almost a year. Uh, so drive away, hear something, and I figured it was just like the strap or something moving mm-hmm. to keep my trunk. To, the know. professional trunk job you have that keeps her shut Keep, keeps her good like nobody uh, can take that off no of course not mm-hmm. uh it's very secure um so that uh, i've figured oh maybe that just shifted a little bit and then i was like okay whatever keep driving and then i get home and realize oh no yeah and not as, only do you not have your hockey stuff but you don't have your wallet and your credit card well not credit debit card debit card and your, and your new movie pass my movie pass which was going to be yep. a huge topic on this podcast still can be still can be but you can't use it the way you want it to you can still use it on without the car, but still. It's not the same. Next time. So, yeah. that, that What's uh, the moral of the story here? The moral of the story is to... Get a better memory? Is to just not put things on top of your trunk and put them in your trunk. Idiot-proof everything you do. That's very smart. Welcome back to another episode of the Breakout Podcast. We've got our usual crew, you know, me and Lou, but we also have a third voice that you may not recognize. Now, we've had a guest host on the show before, our good friend of the show, Mikey, 
But this one is a different one. Uh, we have a lot of friends named Mike, unfortunately. I'd say that's a pretty unfortunate thing, wouldn't you say, Lo? I'd say it's pretty unfortunate. It's a way too big of a name in our area. But we got a good friend, Mike, uh, who is a, uh, for anyone who needs to know, a Penguins fan, but also a Wild fan. So we have a little bit of a... Um, a little variation. Yeah, somebody to make fun of, basically, is what I like to say. Exactly. I think that's very good, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to get Swifty. I like it. So we get to talk about end of the first round. It's not completely over yet, but we have only one more series one going. Ser- we have one game. One game. Yeah, one, one game. game left in the first round. And is this the only game that went to seven games? Obviously, Correct. because it's still going. Yep. What is it? Is that not weird in a way? Because I feel like every other year, we got a few games in the first round to go to seven. It was. We always. I feel like the first round was always at least kind of competitive. But this year kind of didn't feel exactly as competitive as I would say years past. If I would, am I the only one here that feels that way? Uh, you. I feel like you definitely knew exactly who was going to win. For most of the series. Most of the series. is so Except I feel like a lot of people didn't call. I Vegas. chose the Kings. Yeah, I, I a did. lot of people with that Vegas Kings series. That uh, went quite the opposite. I'd say most people most people thought it would go. Because, Mike, weren't you one of the people who kind of felt like Vegas would make it the first year? Like, not, maybe you, not you, you know, didn't expect I, Vegas making it. But once you expected that they did make it, that it'd only be like a, fir- a one and done first round. You know, they're, they're riding uh, qu- uh, quite of a Cinderella story, if you ask me. Um, a lot of people, I think, had the Kings... You know, uh, at least winning a couple games out of that series. And what was uh, surprising to me, Jonathan Quick did all he could in that series, but really their offense and defense just collapsed, and they just looked real slow and tired out there. And yeah, and one Vegas, with, with their speed and their youth, they were just able to just get up by a lot early and just not slow down at all. 100%, I agree with that. And like we talked about last week, Jonathan Quick put up the best save percentage a goalie has ever put up in a sweep with his team being yeah. swept. So you can't really ask much for Jonathan Quick, but I've seen a lot of people say, hey, it's time for the LA Kings to rebuild. Now, is this uh, a team that can actually rebuild? I mean, uh, no. I feel like they're a retool. They need a, they're in a, the need of a retool in, in some sort of ways. I feel like they they had a lot more faith in their young guys when it came to Adrian Kemp and uh, Alex Iafalo. Is it Iafalo? I don't know how to pronounce that last name, whatever that is. But uh, yeah, and dude, Anze Kopitar was in the MVP conversation for a reason. Dustin Brown had a crazy resurgence, but... I don't know, man. They just, that was only, what, seven seven goals for the Kings and four for the Knights. That's just. I thought, I'm pretty sure it's three for the three, Knights. Three. That's, that's it's not even, even worse. It's even worse. Less than a goal per game. That's true. Yeah. I, not much. Dude, like, I feel like if that, that series is played, that the result that we got this time is that one out of 100. Like, you don't see a four game sweep with, with the Knights getting two shutouts, not just one. No, two shots. Two uh, shots. I, I mean, you got a nice guy back in net there. Uh, I mean, Mark yeah, don't trust me. Pretty good. No, I love Flower. No, don't no, get me wrong. And I give him uh, all the credit I can, but nobody, dude, nobody saw Mark. Andre. I feel like I was even the kind of person who said, "Hey, you know what? I, I kind of felt like there's, there wasn't much of a chance that the Knights could get past that first round, and I kind of felt like maybe the problems that Mark Andre Fleury has seen in the past with his playoff would continue. But then again, last year when he was playing for the Penguins, when he had to play for Murray in that first round, he was solid. He was rock solid, especially going to that second round. So. Obviously, Flurry's playoff woes are behind him, and that's a dumb comparison to make about a player because it was what uh, five, six years ago now. So yeah. I feel like yeah. the past isn't the past. But hey, that's that's enough about that. Second round, you know what? That's not second round. We're gonna see the Vegas Golden Knights versus San Jose Sharks. What are the predictions for you boys on that one? So I don't know. I mean, the Sharks are hot. Evander Kane has really helped them out. <laughs> They're as hot as a shark. Cold-blooded. Never mind. Yeah, it doesn't work at all. Don't worry, don't worry about it. But sharks are hot. 
but I kind of want to see the Cinderella story. Oh, so do I. Now, I, now I, I think everyone wants to get tickets to that one. Um, but I really think, you know, this series is at least going to get six games. It's six or seven for me. You know, the Sharks, they've been here before. Every year, it seems like you see them hanging around at least to the second round. Um, they got a great uh, great team this year, as usual. A lot of depth down the center. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think, you know, Vegas, they outperformed everyone's expectations this year already. But, you know, I can easily see them losing to this Sharks team in the second round. Fair enough. You know, I, I like that prediction right there. And, I mean, Martin Jones, man. Like, did anyone did, – did you expect him going to the Sharks? He'd be the goalie they actually needed? Because for the longest time, it, everyone asked me, hey, what are the Sharks missing? What are, why can't they get – why can't they get deep? And I would always say, hey, man, I just don't think Antti Niemi is the goalie that can bring you to the cup. And Martin Jones has already taken them to the cup. And, again, looking fantastic yet again. What do you think, Lou? So – yeah, Antti Niemi, clearly not the answer. No, not not at all. But uh, basically, I think that uh, Martin Jones may be the key. He seems to be doing exactly what he needs to do. But, you know, the magic of the Golden Knights may be just too powerful. And I and I'm very serious when I say magic. You, you know, if you look at uh, Martin Jones' uh, stats in the regular season, he's actually been very shaky. Um, his playoff uh, performances uh, the past couple years actually have been... Quite stellar uh, compared to his uh, regular season numbers, which is quite shocking. But, you know. Are you saying this because he personally hurt you in fantasy this year? Yeah, you know, I I, I have some, uh, a a little, uh, you know, uh, bad bad vibes from uh, Martin Jones this year. But, you know, I I think whenever it comes playoff time, he's ready to go. And uh, he sure shared that in that first round. Yeah. Now, I feel like the Sharks are the more established team here, obviously, being the only team in the series that have been here longer than a year. And having good point. gone to the Stanley point. Cup final two years ago. But, dude, I mean, everything that it showed in the first round, even though Vegas didn't have a crazy scoring rate because they only scored seven goals in four games, which, I mean, not great. But all the underlying numbers showed they should have scored more, especially that first line with William Carlson, Riley Smith, and Jonathan Marcheseau. So I feel like if the puck starts going in the net for them, like it should because their shooting percentage has been so low, I, I see a team that can keep up with the Sharks offensively. I mean, they haven't proven it yet, but I feel like this is going to be a very interesting first round or second round matchup, and I can't wait to see what happens between the duel between Martin Jones and Marc-Andre Fleury, who both have had a stellar first round. And, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury having the best first round out of any goalie statistically in the playoffs so far. I can't wait. But what I want to talk about, dude, just something that I saw, is that I found out that European players might be my most – but might be the best hockey interview out there because we've talked before. What are the point of hockey interviews? Because they never say anything interesting. Mm-hmm. But you know who has said something interesting recently it was David Pasternak and Ooh, okay. Patrick Line. So I want to talk about well, why might more players can't just they're kind of like douchey. I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, yeah, and that's what I like about it so much. So Quote the other up. night, Patrick Line was asked if he felt any wiser after turning twenty, and Patrick Line responded in the most Patrick Line fashion by saying, "No." I've always been wise <laughs> just because I just I love that I love the fact that like no it's not a crazy juicy uh, interview but it also like if you just know from what he said in the past just like that's my that guy. is so I Patrick, Lainey. Patrick Lainey. yeah but when he was going to the league they asked him if he thought he should be first overall I was like yeah I just feel like I I, I deserve it I'm, I'm I mean be he, the better player well no that wasn't even it they asked him if how he feels about Austin Matthews going first yeah and then he and said then he, he says I should be going first overall 
Yeah, exactly. Thank, thank you. Well, no, first he says, you know, Austin Matthews is a good player, but uh, I should be going first overall. I am clearly the better player. (laughs) I mean, even if you just look what he's done in these past two seasons, it's just amazing. Being under 20 years old, being able to put up more than 40 goals, that's incredible. 100%, yeah. Because we're both, all of us are older than 20 years old here, and none of us have scored 40 in the NHL yet. No, no, not I actually. I have zero goals in the NHL. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, know, my, my save percentage is actually looking pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, and I think your goals against average. Is your goals against good. average. Yeah, is de- your save percentage, save percentage uh, doesn't exist. So well, it doesn't exist. Well, well technically, yeah, it's zero yeah, percent. I mean, well, technically, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, te- I'm shooting zero percent in the NHL. Oh, that sucks, man. You gotta really hey, get that like set up. Duncan Keith, so it's fine, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and then, okay, so then Patrick or David. <laughs> Patrick Dave Dastrinick. <laughs> David Patrick Dastrinick, yep. Uh, David Pastrnik was asked if he's going to change, make any changes to start scoring again. He simply answered, no, I'm not going to change anything, and uh, that's a pretty stupid question. Literally, that's exactly <laughs> what he said. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I mean... I'm not going to change his tape job, not going to change the way he's shooting, not going to change anything. So, I mean, why would you? He's a uh, perfect human being. So, Lou, the, like the other day, uh, I heard you talking about Mark Savard's YouTube channel and Ooh. the David Pastrnik tape job. So if anyone hasn't seen it out there, just Google it. What are your thoughts and opinions on it, man? The Mark Savard's channel or David oh, Pasternak's tape First, drop? let's go with David Pasternak's tape drop, and then we can transition over to Mark Savard's YouTube channel for anyone who hasn't seen it. If you would excuse me, I need to puke real quick. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because of his tape job. So if you... <laughs> okay, yeah. So it is the worst thing I've ever seen. Have you seen it, Mike? No, I have not. You should so, be on your phone right now while Lou talks about it. Uh, I'll, I'll just describe it to you. Uh, so basically, for the... The knob is weird, but it's not bad. Not, is it like my goalie knob? I mean, you, your knob is terrible. Oh, you yeah. have the worst oh, knob yeah. I've ever seen. The one in Landley. Ugh. I, I like. I pick up your stick and I, I just like. Hey, what the hell am I holding? Like, how you know, how we, does he play with this? <laughs> uh, but David Pashnik's, uh his knob's okay. The blade is what's disgusting. So he'll do on blade. He goes from heel uh, heel toe. He'll do like one wrap, one wrap. Then there'll be a big gap. Hmm. of no okay. tape wrap wrap gap wrap wrap so gap wrap wrap gap what are these gaps for nobody knows nobody knows just just pure look or mm, apparently it's also it's black it, tape on a black stick though apparently that's how he likes the, well, the feel it I, doesn't I don't really know. stand out much does it no nope. it looks it looks atrocious it's terrible and it hurts me it, why, to why put tape on the stick at all you know that's a question that is a great question why don't you ask david himself i think i will maybe shoot him an email later this week there you go that'd be nice <laughs> If Try to get him on the show. The, if, hey, if he makes it through this first round, right? Hey. So what do you guys think about that? We have, we've talked about the second round. Who who do you think is going to be playing Tampa? That's the biggest question. I'm, I I hope for Toronto. I hope for Toronto, too. I, I think all everyone's hoping for Toronto. Boston. I mean, game seven. Game six, it is anybody's great, game. But then again, like, it is also in that, Boston. But it is anybody's game. Okay. Now... I don't know if this will make any difference, but obviously there was tragedy. There was a tragedy in Toronto the other day, and thoughts and prayers to anyone out there who's affected by it. That's terrible. Like that shit shouldn't be happening. But sometimes, but if anything would yeah. bring them together, like it, like did you see that the moment before that game? Yeah, it was. It was kind of like it was magical in Toronto. Like it, it kind of. It, it really was. They said they were gonna. They were thinking about canceling the game, and then all of a sudden, like I think it was Shanahan said, "No, if anything, somebody in Toronto in Toronto said, if anything, like this will hopefully help bring the city together even more." And then it did, and like that's kind of, that's what everybody needed was a win that night, and they, exactly. they, they got that. Can it can it carry over to Game Seven? I sure hope so. Um, but 
I mean, it certainly can if uh, Frederick Anderson continues to play the Dude, way he like, has. You can't ask him to keep. I mean, some of those saves last game they just unreal. should not have been saves. Exactly. Just... Yeah. So I, I just don't understand how Frederick Anderson is so either the best goalie ever or just good dog shit. I mean, it's you know he's he's kind of like a Martin Jones. He'll, he won't really, not necessarily not show up in a, in the regular season, but he's kind of shaky throughout the whole regular season, and then he comes to the playoffs. And he just looks stellar. I mean, he just puts up these ridiculous uh, saves. And it really, it, like, every game, it's not just, like, one game he makes a crazy save. It's every game he makes multiple saves. But you know what it is kind of in a way is um, a lot of it's hope, what I've watched from the plays, because there have been plays where he gets those crazy, where he's gotten it twice in the past, like, two, three games I've seen, where he'll swing at it. Swing, and, swing the paddle. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll either hit it or it won't, because I've seen other goals where he'll just swing at it again and hoping that he'll get it, and he doesn't, and then it's just a goal. So I feel like that a lot, of, a lot of that is it's literally, literally hit or miss. <laughs> so yeah, ha, ha, get yeah, it, ha, yeah, that's get, literally what it him. is. So I'm not sure. Um, what it's your what? What do you think is gonna happen, Game Seven, Lou? Let's hear the prediction right here, right now. <clears throat> so I'm feeling. Uh, last game, uh, Austin Matthews little. I mean, didn't do anything. Past two games, kind of. Past two games. This game. I'm thinking a three-point night, two goals and an assist. Uh, Nylander's getting uh, two goals and or one goal and two assists. Wow, bold uh, prediction! Wow, bold so prediction. it's safe to say you're picking Toronto. That's what you would think. No, but I am picking Toronto. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, that's what you're thinking. That's what yeah, he's picking. Yeah. Let's hope. I mean, that's all I can do. That's all I can do is hope. You know, I, I think a lot of people just want to see a, a change of scenery with a lot of these teams getting a little and further. They would, and Toronto could slay their dragon. It'd be incredible. Three-four final. Three-four final. Wow. So, do okay. Here's the thing. Do you think the what happened last game is going to happen where they have like a four one lead and it's slowly they're going to oh yeah Boston's oh gonna, no 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 they're going to have a, they're going to have like a four nothing lead, then Boston's going to come back and just run out of time. The heart, the almost heartbreak. If it was a sixty five minute game, Boston will win. The biggest but nail biter of all time. So it's it's going to be like one last save. Ah, way to go, Freddie. If Toronto wins, would they be will the best team in that series have come out? Of that series alive, can, can you admit that? Uh, one? You know, no. I, I, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boston. Just looking at their first line, it's just such a deadly team. I mean, Tukarask even has just come out of nowhere. I mean, he gets a lot of hate from his hometown fans. I honestly, he shouldn't. He always put up respectful he, numbers. For in him. the playoffs, he's every season he's been good. Whenever they've gotten to the playoffs, like there's no backlash he should receive. And you know, uh, like I talked about, Freddie. Uh, Freddie Anderson earlier, you know, Tuka can make these big saves too. Um, you know, I, I remember watching last game, there was a breakaway late in the game where uh, Boston, well, Toronto could have went up uh, two goals. Um, they were already up one at the time, but, you know, Tuka just flexed out those pads and made some crazy save. Just it, it, honestly, he he could just put put up a lot of great performances for them that can win them games. Yeah, I can totally say. see that. Yep. Now, can we take a moment of silence for the Columbus Blue Jackets? They are now that, that was it. the only team in the NHL to have never won a single round in the playoffs. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah, let, let that one sink in for a moment. The Vegas Golden Knights have been in the league for one year, one mm, season. Not even a season. Not, not even, even a year. The season, it's not even a season. Well, one season. The first round. I mean, one regular season, but the playoffs are still going. They're still alive. They won a round. We. You know what? The I, Jets have run, run around. Yeah, sl- yeah just, just so any, for anyone who doesn't know, they joined the NHL in 2000 with the Minnesota Wild. And 18 years later, here we are. 
And you know the the Wild have been to the second round too, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, no, no, no. we. I, but so they've won a series. Yeah. Yes, they have. You know, past couple of years not looking so hot, but you know they've gotten there. That 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 hurts a little bit. Can you bit. take us what it feels like to be a Minnesota Wild fan? Yeah, yeah. I want to get the perspective of, of a Minnesota Wild fan. You know, uh, obviously, uh, I support the Penguins first and foremost. Oh, of course, of course. Um, but you know, the Minnesota Wild, they're they're a very talented team. They're almost similar to Toronto. They have a lot of these young guys that can step up at times. But you know, whenever they really are down in the game or need someone to kind of just tell them, "Hey, boys," you know. Let's get our heads together. Uh, go out there, put put out a good uh, good game on the ice. There, you know, they just don't have that leader. Mika Koivu, he's been around for a while, but you know, he's kind of getting older and up there. And they brought in these guys, Ryan Suter and uh, Zach Parise, and you know, they they were on these enormously large contracts at the time, still signed are. forever, still and still are. are. And Ryan Suter, I think, has come into the light as one of those leaders that could possibly you know fill that captaincy. Uh, how, if something were to happen to Mika Koivu, but Zach Parise, yeah, snipers, you know, sni- Russian snipers, if they ever get him, <laughs> yeah, Zach Parise, he just he's come up short. He's it's just, never healthy. Yeah, he he gets injured a lot, and for the contract he's on, he's I just don't think he's worth it for that team. You know, they got some younger guys like Nina Niederreiter, even the defense, uh, Matt Dumba. Like these guys are great players that I could see staying part of this squad and. Maybe a couple years down the road, making a deep run into the playoffs, but they definitely need to work out a few uh, kinks left in their lineup. And uh, I definitely think Mika Koivu, uh, his time is uh, about to be over in Minnesota. Yeah, that's probably about right. And I think uh, I, the Wild aren't too far, honestly. They could use a quick little shakeup, and then they got you, a chance. You know, it, whenever they uh, acquired De- Devin Dubnik, a lot of people were like questioning well, that move. Because well, it didn't make sense at the time. But he's he's blossomed into obviously a starting goaltender, but Clearly. someone who can keep them in these games late. I mean, they didn't have a good first round matchup against the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, that's I mean, tough. with with that depth on that team and that scoring like power, there was no way they were gonna even come out of that. Especially series. being suitorless. Exactly, no Ryan Suter, no no wins. No, it, it you know it really hurts their defense. They do have depth there, but I, I just don't see them making a run without those star players in their lineup. And, you know, Eric Stahl, he's, he's been great all year. I don't have n- enough great things to say about him. But in the playoffs, he kind of came up. He was kind of quiet, you know. But can anyone really say they saw Eric Stahl scoring 40 goals this year? No. It, it, honestly, he scored I don't as, think, I don't he think scored as many could've. goals as Evgeny Malkin this year. Yeah. And nobody would have expected that one. Nobody. Now, I want to say, Mike, first and foremost – you could be an NHL, NHL general manager because the first thing, he, it's like anytime they go to a draft, they're like, first and foremost, I would like to thank the city and congratulations to the Stanley Cup champions, the Pittsburgh Penguins, with their first overall pick this year. We select our friend Mike. Of course. <laughs> That's all I got out of that. But yeah, I, I'd like, it is nice seeing inside the mind of a wild fan because uh, it's a wild decision. You know, we, wild fans. We, us wild fans, we, we have a lot of hope. But you know we're we're not used to disappoint, or, or we are used to disappointment at, at some point. You know, us making the playoffs pretty much every year for the past what five six years now. Yeah, pretty and much. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's honestly a good thing for them. They're like they're a playoff team for sure. But they just like I said, they just gotta mend those couple little mistakes they make and get a, maybe a few different guys in that locker room. You know, I, I love Matt Cullen, but it, he's kind of getting up there too. 
They could maybe use a younger guy in there. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, just a couple things, and they, I could see him getting to the second round, and why not the third? Uh, typically, I think it was um, – what what team ruined their playoffs every single year? You know, was I think the, it's that team the that – Was it, it was the Blue the, Hawks? The Hawks? You know, I don't even Blues think they Hawks? were in the playoffs this year. That's the problem, but they still didn't – yeah, you, they usually run into the Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks are the Blues, yeah. That's yeah, a big yeah, problem. And it's it's tough. You know, their division, Nashville, Chicago, Winnipeg, even Colorado is in their division. Yeah. And I thought Colorado really showed a lot of potential against Nashville in the first round. I mean, you think Nathan McKinnon really showed a lot of potential? Yeah, it, obviously Nathan round. McKinnon is the leader of that team. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog might wear the C, but... It's obvious yeah, it's that Nathan McKinnon is their star yeah. in uh, Colorado. Yeah, I have to 100% agree with you. Now, did you know that Sean Couturier played with a torn MCL? Not only did he play with a torn MCL, he had five points with a torn MCL. Not only did he have five points with a torn MCL, but he scored a game-winning goal in Game 5 with a torn you, MCL. You know what? I, I want to draw attention to that game-winning goal. It did ricochet off Brian Dumoulin. It did. It wasn't Just 100% saying. special. Still a goal. Just saying. Behind the circles. Just I, I hey, that's why you always put the puck on net. You, you know what? He he's a skilled player. I got nothing against Sean Couturier. Um, I think he played an outstanding series. Just the grit and toughness of him, just being able to come back from that injury and try his hardest to get his team uh, to Game Seven. It was spectacular. Um, you know, I, I think the Philadelphia Flyers uh, did as much as they could. Um, obviously, they came up short. It's not what they want to see. But you know they can learn from it. It's it's they made the playoffs. It's experience. They have a bunch of young guys. They could take away from this. You know, they they got a good group of guys there. Um, you know, I I can honestly see they're kind of like the Wild. Hundred um, percent. They they, they have the, the like young talent. It's just they, they they can make the playoffs. They usually do, but they just come up short. Dude, they're just missing a few of those those pieces. You know, and honestly, I can honestly see. Dave Haxtell losing his job. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if it's deserving. I, I don't think Dave Haxtell is a good coach. No, I, I think all. I think that no, he reminds the, me of Mike Johnston, hundred percent. No, that's hundred percent what he reminds yeah. you of. Shutting down the star players. He, I mean, Claude Giroux had a, a great year this year. Don't get me wrong, Dude, but I mean, okay, granted, Claude Giroux scored over hundred points, but Claude Giroux was a center up until that. And then he was like, hey, you know what? You're not a center anymore. You, you just No, we got this rookie. It, He's going to play center instead of you. And you know, whenever Couturier was hurt that game, their center, or second-line center, I believe, was Valtteri Filpula. No, their first-line center was. Their first-line? Yeah. Okay, so even worse. Like, so yeah, it, they still it was Filpula, Giroux, and Voracek. Yeah. And you, then Patrick, uh, Simmons, and someone else. So you oh, connect me. Obviously, they might uh, reevaluate Giroux and consider moving him back to the center position. Because um, you obviously need that depth uh, down the center in the playoffs. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I don't. That's not one of the things that I knock uh, Hacksaw for. Uh, when you have Nolan Patrick playing on your second line, he's a perfect second line center for you. If you have Logan, or sorry, Couturier uh, uh, playing on your first line center, why you don't want either of those players playing third line minutes? Yeah, I so agree. you have to throw someone agree. to the wing, even though. Uh, Claude Drew had one of the best face-off percentages, but that's fine. Don't worry, yeah, don't, what, don't worry about uh, But I don't get... No okay, problem. the Penguins can roll three centers. Why can't Philly? Well, they could. And why don't they? Because they'd rather have, they have Pat, Nolan they Patrick have playing these, more minutes. They have these uh, top-line wingers like uh, Jake Voracek, uh, Wayne Simmons. You know, 
if you you start getting deeper into their lineup, Matt Reed, I mean, that's he's been there forever. Yeah, these their depth is. Hey, you know what got him that position was a a really good playoffs. I think it was 2012. He had his his coming out year. Wasn't that was that not? Wasn't he influential on that that old Penguins Flyer series from 2012? Yep. Yeah, dude. It's all it takes is one good playoffs. One good playoffs, and then then you're the hero. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's been players who've made careers out of it. Like, I mean, Justin Williams has been fantastic, but dude, like every single one when you, somebody talks about him, it's about how he's a playoff performer. And when you talk about a Joel Ward, he got that huge contract off a great playoff run with the Capitals. And he, what is he? He's continually great in playoffs. He's great at the Sharks in 2015 in the playoffs, and that's what's kept him around. I've, well, that's the thing. It, people, I don't. I feel like people don't understand this, but it's clearly just that they are better suited for playoff hockey. They're better suited with hockey with less rules. That's yeah. all it is. And if, they, if they're successful in it, why not sign them to your team? They may not do as much for you in the regular season, but they'll do much more for you in the playoffs. Can we talk about how the Flyers fans can't take a loss, though? Like, uh, it all started with them throwing a shirt on the ice, and then literally, like, Ivan Provorov stopped. He got distracted by a shirt, and then Matt, Matt Brian Russ was able to steal from him, scoring the empty net. And then they just start chucking beer cans on the ice. You know, I, I can respect the Flyers players to a point, but the Flyers fans are oh just yeah, no, no, horrific. No. Exactly. I mean, you, you could see them just get down uh, in game uh, three and four just early. They were and booing them. They were booing their own team, not to mention half the stadium was already empty. Yeah. And they had already won home. Yep. I would I would hate to play for the Flyers, man. I wouldn't. 100%. I would never resign with the Flyers. No, like Jesus Christ, like who who boos their fans? Honestly, it's it, terrible. And okay, so fans, their players. So I don't know if you guys heard this. So the rumor is that not only so originally they were throwing beer cans. Not only did they do that, they were pissing in them and throwing them on the ice. What? <laughs> why? Because they're I guess scumbag why they were, Philly I guess fans. Why they're half you know that, full. That that's why really Beer was like, me. "Hey, I just want you to know, they're not empty beer cans." He's got some weight to him. And the worst part is they said that they were showering the players with it. So that if it is a gold, they might have been golden showering the Maybe players, golden which is shed. disgusting. And But did you see Jim Very Rutherford's presidential. quote? Jim Rutherford's quote was great. It was, they were frustrated fans. They decided to waste their money and throw some things on the ice they had already spent money on. I guess some of them have more money than brains. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> good one, Jim. <laughs> but that's fucking hilarious. That's pretty good. But uh, at the same time, wh- what are you doing? What do you get out of that? Well, so then you get to go tell people how much of a piece of shit you are? You know, I, I don't want to tell anyone that story. Not saying that no, the no chance. Philly fans wouldn't do this on a normal day, um, but I do think the hit, oh, well, possible tripping that Chris Letang had on uh, that was 100% trip. Yeah. yeah, Makes um, sense. I think that kind of got him going. And I mean, I mean that was a, a game-turning moment uh, right after that Jake Ensel scored a goal. Yes and no. Okay, game... Can they come back one goal? Did they come back one goal? Yes, at the end they did. Couturier did score that goal. Yep. Who knows if it happens in a 5-4 game? Who knows that Jake Ensel doesn't score in that other one? Uh, but then again, I guess it would have been a they would have been the penalty kill. But uh, okay, it was game changing. 100. It was 100 game changing. 100 game changing. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think away. It's not. A, yeah, there's no way around this one. It was game changing. But at the same time, it's the playoffs, man. The refs say they're gonna play it differently than they call these penalties, and then finally they start putting their whistles in the pocket, like. Uh, why at that point out of all times like you already called a fuck ton of penalties the whole series keep it going but hey they decide not to i mean sometimes you get screwed and but still does the, any of this justify peeing in a beer can and then chucking it? like not even okay let's take that's a rumor let's just take it out of the equation say you you're just chucking a beer can this yeah you're paying ten dollars man why and then you're also risking the chance of security kicking you out of the game 
and never and, being yeah, allowed never back. Being allowed back. Like you lost it? a playoff series. That happens. Yeah, you should be used to it. You know, you uh, you made the playoffs. Congratulations. I, I saw a quote from a Columbus Blue Jackets fan uh, about losing their Game Six game to oh the Washington Capitals. I saw this, but and I'm he, bring it up. he said that he is just happy that the Columbus Blue Jackets don't have to play the Penguins in the exactly. second round. But he seemed like such a nice guy. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> I yeah, saw it. Yeah. I think you yeah, got to bring it up. Um, you know, he's obviously upset that Columbus lost. He but seemed happy. He's, like, he was smiling, man. He, he's like, it's not a big deal. He, I think he realizes just how good this Pittsburgh Penguins team is. You know, they see him usually in the first round every year. And honestly, they don't put up much of a fight. I think uh, last year was only five games they won. Yeah, against the Penguins. Yep. yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, that's that's not that great. I mean, they, they have a good squad. They they got some younger guys that are stepping up. Panarin, that was a great trade they got from Chicago. That was a gift and a half. Yeah, probably exactly. the best trade Yammer Kirk Alliance ever made. But you know, Bob stole a couple games for him. You know, they okay. No, I lied. It was the games. Steve Mason for our Bob Roski trade. He's his best one. Yeah, that, that's, I don't know if he was there good. when he made, when that trade was made. But if he made that trade, that's the best trade he ever made for sure. But yeah, that's definitely he's. Uh, so what do you guys think about the Blue Jackets? Do you think what what do you see going forward? Okay. Going forward, they really don't have much to worry about because that as long as they, if they can actually start signing some big free agents, I mean, granted, it's not how you want to build your team, but the team is already built pretty well, then they have a chance to do it. It's, 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 it's the problem of what happens when your team doesn't get two generational talents and the Pittsburgh Penguins do, where it's just, it's tough for your team to, to have that much success. Yeah. Because... Like if you don't, if the Penguins just get Evgeny Malkin, do we win three cups in ten years? You know, no. probably not. No, maybe, no. maybe one if you're lucky. But it's the team like that. Like it, it took Marilyn Mew getting Yammer Yager to start winning cups. Exactly. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the Penguins missed the playoffs. I think it was four out of the five years after they got Marilyn Mew. Yeah, when it was like the first three years, I think that we made it and then we missed it again. I believe. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. so yeah. I mean, it takes more than one generational talent, it seems, oftentimes. Like, who was it just Wayne Gretzky? No, it was Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier. Jesus, I'm drawing a blank. Of course, it, I feel like most people don't understand when you do podcasts. Like, I feel like I have a great hockey memory until I'm actually, you know, sitting here and trying to bring things up always on the spot. But regardless, all you need to know is it was Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier. It was Steve Wiseman and Nick Lidstrom. Exactly. It was. It, you always have the one two punch. It's Patrick Kane and. And Jonathan Taves. Yeah. And what well, do they play on the same line? No, because he found out the best way to typically is just to spread out your talent and then run it up against other teams' lines because exactly. it's a matchup nightmare. Because if they have, if the individuals have enough talent, then they can drag along some bums with them. Yeah. 100%. And make those players, those bums into players I mean, no or those offense, players into great players. Know, Chris Coons, Pascal Dupuis. Does anyone see any, either one of them? being as successful as they were until they start playing with Sidney Crosby? No uh, chance. You know, that's just something special I think Sidney Crosby has, um, just making the people around him better. Uh, Connor Sherry, uh, I, I think he's someone who benefited from playing with Sidney Crosby. You don't really see him playing with him too much anymore. No, because Jake Gensel's here, and Jake Gensel plays great with and, him. And you're absolutely <laughs> right. I think Jake Gensel's filled that role uh, Anything completely. Connor can do, Jake can do better. Yeah, and... Anything Connor can do, Jake can do better... I hate to say it. Connor yeah. Sherry, his production has just been slowed down completely not playing with Sidney yeah. Crosby. It's honestly uh, tr- troubling. Um, you, you really wish you could just stick him on that second or third line and he just uh, have some sort of uh, chemistry with uh, Evgeny Malkin or Derek Broussard, but you just don't see the same connection he had with Sidney Crosby. Him and Broussard have been looking better, but 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I hate to say it. I feel like the worst thing Connor Sherry ever did was sign that contract because now when the Penguins need to free up cap, that's who you have to go to. Exactly. To free up cap. I mean, I hate to say he's a great player, but is he replaceable? Yeah, in a way, yeah. We, we have a lot, so. of a lot of winger prospects, winger. so that makes a lot of them expendable. I mean, granted, we all love Brian Russ, but will the Penguins bring him back? I don't know. It, honestly, so only that, time will tell for that one. That's the thing, though. Uh, with Connor Sherry, it's uh, you, like you said, it could be it's the worst thing he's ever done. Yeah. Maybe it, that depends. So that if he he, well, if he, he already wanted, has two cups. Yeah, I get when you're saying that. But if well, okay, I guess the way I should have put it is if if Connor Sherry wanted to be with the Penguins for longer than his contract is signed, the worst yeah. thing he ever did was that. Okay, exactly. I guess the best way to put it. So that's a, exactly. So either that's the best thing he could have ever done because he yeah, cashed cause in. Would when, I say yes to that money? Hell, yeah. He cashed in in his only chance that he's gonna get. Yeah, he's probably. never gonna be. He's never gonna be that much. I, worth I hear to Ryan Whitney else. make jokes and always say thanks, Sid, because. He got that huge contract. Well, not huge. He got that nice contract with the Penguins because of all the points he put up on the power play because of Sidney Crosby. And he can openly admit that. I mean, a lot of players would admit the best thing they ever did in their career was play with Sidney Crosby. And Pretty much. Malkin and Crystal Tang. Easily. Yeah. So it goes so on and so on and so on. But the best tweets to come from the Flyers fans throwing it on the ice before we move on, and that's something I want to bring up. Um, so I one say, a flyer season isn't over officially until the PA guy asks fans to please refrain from throwing objects on the ice. If anyone remembers, Ooh. you know, that one year in the playoffs where, unfortunately, their their owner, Ed Snyder, passed away. And then they just and started they chucking were the lights. the wristband lights. Yeah. yeah that, on uh, and then o- Ovi and Wayne Simmons were, te- or were telling them to stop. Yeah, right. And I feel like there's been other times, but um, the, those are the two that immediately come to mind, of course, from the other night and then from a few years ago. And then... The there was a gif uh, shown of Jamie Alexiak uh, protecting who was it? It was Brian Rust, I believe. I think it was Rusty on the bench. Yeah, and he said the big rig keeping Rusty. Yeah, it says right here the big rig keeping Rusty safe from the Flyers fan fan. I did see that. Yeah. Nice. We should all have someone like this in our life to protect us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be so great. Yeah. Like, if I could hire Big Rig just to be my man. Yeah, right. We'll just, we'll just wait until like ten years until his NHL career is over. Then yeah. it would be pretty cheap. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's pretty cheap right now. Not even a mil. That's a good point for the Penguins. Yeah, that was probably the best trade they've made this year, right? No, no, no. Probably getting Broussard. Broussard, but that's a the that, best that's the big bang for your buck trade, right? Best there. bang for your buck trade for sure. Because we barely gave up anything for him. Exactly. So, Jake Gensel was mic'd up for uh, for Game Four, basically the best game of his career, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to play it right now because we're. Because of us, we're recording at our good friend Mike's house right now, and we don't have our normal setup, so typically Luke can just play things right on his phone, but instead I'm just going to d- explain this video to you. Basically, there's a lot of him going, woohoo, yeah, uh, ah, <laughs> and scoring because he scored four goals. But then there's also, uh, he went up to Voracek, I think, before the game. He was like, hey, uh, remember what happened last time I was mic'd up against you? And he was like, what? And he's like, I scored a goal against you. He's like, ah, it won't happen this time. And then he goes down the ice, scores on him. He goes, I told you. Yeah, I told you. Remember what happened last time? <laughs> Remember what happened last time? I got you. Got you again. Oh, but dude, what a game from Jake Gensel. Like, he became the third person ever to have scored four consecutive goals in a playoff game. And who were the other two you asked? I know you asked. I heard you asked. I, I, I asked. Tim Kerr with Philadelphia in 1985 versus New York Rangers and New Zealand alone versus Montreal in 1919. Versus Seattle, and I don't mean, was that the Golden Seals where they? I don't even remember who was. I don't even know what team that it was. was the California Golden Seals. Yeah. So I don't know. Who, don't it remember. says S E A. So I don't know who else that would be. That'd be Seattle. I don't remember what the yeah. team name is. Regardless, um, 
should we be concerned or should we be happy that Jake's making history whenever I can't tell you who either one of those players are? But then you again, ever heard of New, New Zealand? No, I mean, then again, you play 1919, so maybe so I should, the whole the whole the only reason I know is because people would make fun, would make jokes saying, Oh, yeah, crazy names back in the 20s, like, Oh, New Zealand. Wait, that was actually a joke, yeah. Oh, so okay, so there we go. See, it was a memorable name, maybe, maybe it was memorable because um, I mean, his name is Newsy, yeah. Maybe that's why yeah. MP were making fun of it. But still, he scored four consecutive games or goals in a playoff game, which is rather impressive within itself. You know, and- uh, he, what's also impressive, it's not just this year. Uh, last year, stellar playoff numbers. I mean, continuing into this year, he has over two points a game just through the first round. Yeah, 13 goals in, and, you know, or 13 I, points I in honestly games. can't see that slowing times. down. And Sidney Crosby also has the same number. I mean, like father, like son, you know what I'm saying? You know, he, he gets a lot of those points from Crosby, uh, from each other, I guess you could say. But he's also, I've seen them mix him around with Phil Kessel a little. Uh, I think uh, he looked up to Phil Kessel whenever he was in at Minnesota. Um, I think it's good him playing with him. You know, Phil's got a, a great shot. But most importantly, he's been looking more like a playmaker. Um, just kind of going out there. Really, his vision... Um, to draw attention to Phil Kessel's assist on the third Jake Gensel goal, I believe. Yeah, it was beautiful. I thought he was shooting. I think everybody thought he was shooting. I mean, he, he just sold it so well and then just gave it to Jake for quite possibly the most open net that it could have been. Oh, yeah. Now, tell me this wouldn't make a great like summertime edition, like one of those like kind of in-the-room type things. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, name of the series, like Father, Like Son, and you just follow Jake Gensel and oh, Sidney Crosby around. I was thinking following uh, Jake Gensel and Phil Kessel around. I mean, that'd be cool, too. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I, cool. I think Phil is more of the dad type. Yeah. Sid, Sid is uh, dad on the ice. Fine. Phil is okay. dad off the ice. You know what? Fuck one, your ideas. One summer, we have Sid and Jake, like father, like son. And then we'll have next summer, stepdad. called you know filling in. Filling and, in. And, oh, filling in this, yeah. like a stepdad. Oh, or you could have Sid and Jake, father and son. And then, you, you know, you got to have that cool uncle. I think Phil Kessel can fill that. Cool, Uncle so Phil. we're basically making cool, Full Uncle House, Phil. but with Penguin players. Uh, you know, I think that would get uh, great numbers, just to <laughs> say. I, I think a lot of people would tune into that. Oh, I would. 100%. I mean, I already watched it in the room stuff. It's incredible. Now, from Josh Yeo and Twitter, for anyone out there who's worrying about our good friend Evgeny Malkin, you know, best best friends, basically. Um, he said, just saw Malkin, no cast or anything, so that's good news, but walking around with a hint of a limp. So is he... Pimp strut stepping and or partially injured. I feel like it's obviously he's still it's probably, you know, probably, still, probably a still a little, little injury. So do you guys? I know they didn't obviously say what happened or how it happened. It was definitely from him, them him trying to slew foot, slew foot, uh, Katuria or Philpula maybe. One, uh, anyways, he, he was trying to slew foot one of the flyers and they he ended They're up falling fine. and then then him yeah. fell, fell they fell on him. So yes, we call karma. So it's his own fucking fault, but yeah. But still, I'm do. I feel like, in a way, the NHL or slash NHL teams have basically figured out what super steroids are kind of like. I don't know exactly what it is, but did you see last? You obviously we saw last year when Ovechkin was playing, obviously injured, and kept getting Clearly. shots in his like like every day he was able to play. And like I think it was like after the games he couldn't even he couldn't he could barely walk on that leg. But goddamn it, if he wasn't playing hockey. So, do we see Gino missing any expand any extended time, or do you do you think uh, that they they send out the super soldier, the, uh, the Russian know, super I, agent? I can at least see him missing this uh, game one against the Caps. Um, just the the kind of player he is, and 
what he brings to this team. They don't want to risk losing him for the rest of the playoffs. They're going to need him down the road to score those clutch goals and kind of just fill that void that really, whenever he's out of the lineup, you know, we have plenty of talent that can fill in, but he just brings something special to this team that not not even Crosby brings. Would you say we if have he's, some big talent on the second line that would definitely f- fill in for him? Oh, I, I think I think there's definitely plenty of talent to uh, fill in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, plenty. Uh, yeah, so they'll probably just fill him up with some uh, Toradol and he'll be ready to go. You think uh, anyone in the second line will have any trouble filling in? Filling in? No, maybe jaking in. <laughs> that, that just doesn't work. Shut up. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Okay. But here's... Phil doesn't play fucking center. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but Riley Shahan, like, while, while we're on the second line, it looked incredible last game. Yes, he Gina. did. Like, Jesus Christ, game of his life. He did a great job. Now, like, there was there was one turnover. But besides that, you know, great what, job. What's really special with his game is, is his face-off win percentage. It's, it's incredible. Crazy. Dude, the um, man's a monster. I mean, a, a lot of people, whenever he first came to Pittsburgh, thought immediately, okay, this guy is... No more than a third line center, at best, um, and he's used at the fourth, fourth right now. Yeah. And we went out to get Derek Broussard. Obviously, getting someone like Derek Broussard isn't going to hurt your team. It's only going to make it better. But a lot of people, I think, argue that Riley Shane, what he had done up to that point, made him worthy of being that third line center. Would you say a lot of people, or Mike would argue? I think, <laughs> I, I think mostly me, but definitely. The majority of Penguins fans know Riley Shayan. You know he's got some sneaky hands. He's great at faceoffs. He, he's good. He has a good defensive stick. Um, we we've seen him score some pretty pretty uh, timely goals for mm-hmm. the Penguins. Yeah. And I think for the contracts he's at he's at. Um, oh, Biden. I, I just think that uh, he, he should be resigned next year, and I think that he could have filled that third line role, but. It's good to have that uh, depth in the playoffs in case Malkin doesn't come back or someone else gets injured so he could fill in. I don't think it's a lack of will the Penguins be willing to sign him. It's will the Penguins be able to afford to sign him, 100%. Because that is uh, he's only making around $2 million right now, I think. But he's definitely going to end up next year hoping for I mean, at least the same, if not more money. And you can't ask him to take a pay cut. But I think my biggest question is, can he continue the kind of play he had in that game six? Because he looked good in that second round, but that game six play was completely different than anything, any kind of play I think we've ever seen from him before while he was a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, I think he got a lot more minutes. That's why people kind of noticed him a little bit more. Maybe, um, yeah. He he got pushed down to this fourth line. You know, Penguins roll out all four of their lines pretty much deep into the third period, if not the whole game. Um, they trust their lines. They have that, that strong depth that uh, just brings character to this team. Um, you know, I, I just think Raleigh Shea, and he, he's a special player. And just, you know, I, I can't say enough about him. He Just for the contract he's on now, if he were to take, like, you know, maybe a, a mill in a pay raise um, and maybe a, a longer contract, I think he'd be well worth it. But um, obviously, your salary cap is the issue. Yeah. But like we said earlier, there's guys like a Connor Sherry who you can afford to move and make some cap space for a, a nice depth center. And you have those younger wings you can bring up. Plus, you also have uh, Carl Hagman coming off the books with his $4 million. So It's not this year, isn't it? isn't it next year? I'm not 100% sure on that one. I'd have to double check, but I swore he had one more year left after this, and that's kind of a, that's one of the biggest problems. I mean, granted, Carl has looked great. It's just when it comes to what you can afford to have and what you can't afford to have, 
can you afford to have a luxury speedy winger like that on your team if it's at the price of $4 million when you have the likes of Brian Russ, Jamie Alexiak, Riley Shea, and uh, I could be missing somebody huge. I feel yeah, like you I You know, am. while we're uh, talking about contracts, you have to resign all of them. I think the biggest uh, person that uh, brings not only just grit and just pure skill, but just he, he is, I guess you could call him just the energy of the team. Patrick Cornquist. I yeah. mean, this contract, just extending him over this time, best thing the Penguins could have done. I mean, I like- you see him in the lineup and then you don't. There is an obvious difference in the way the Penguins play. Yeah, and the only concern I'm going to see with that contract is the years signed because of the age he will be once it's off. Because I think he's he's currently 31 right now, and they just re-signed him to, what, five more years? So he's going to be 36 at the end. Will his body be able to keep up? I don't know. Only time will tell. But for the time being, he's like the heart and soul of the team. I, I, you know, Everything I, that started the comeback on Sunday was the Patrick Hornquist goal. The, exactly. I think Patrick Hornquist... Um, you know, he, he could be around for, of course, the next however long his contract is, five years, I think you said. Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I think at least three of those years, we're going to see our good old normal Patrick Hornquist um, putting up good points for the team, you know, keeping Scoring that character Scoring the timely around, goals. Especially Getting timely everybody goals. motivated. Um, like that that game against Nashville in the finals, ricocheting that puck off the back. Oh yeah, because Pekka Rainey was like unbeatable to that point. Like nobody could I, score I mean, on him. We were shooting everything except for the kitchen sink at him. It, it, you need you need players like that. You know, Chris Kunitz. I don't think he was that special of a player as Patrick Hornquist, but he you know he, he brought style. that edge yeah. to the team just like Patrick Hornquist. I mean, dude, dude, look at that. He was on Team Canada. Come on. <laughs> that is gold medalist and four time Stanley Cup champion Chris Kunitz. You're talking about. That that is, you know, I honestly, he he follows. He, he's a good player. He's he, he's older now, but you know, he's one of those veterans you like to have in your locker room. But what if he has the nose for the cup and he knew the right team to go to this I year? I was just going to say that. Um, oh, Tampa damn. Bay, they're a big contender in the East this year. Uh, I think I can easily see Chris Kunitz um, doing well in the playoffs. Maybe not getting as much time because I believe he's I don't at the third or fourth Chris line. Chris Kunitz doing well. I think we're just worried about the Tampa Bay Lightning doing well. Yeah, but you know, I, I well, think, I'm not worried about. I think, it. I think what's shown in uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning doing well is their depth scoring with. Um, yeah, it's hard to keep up with that. What, JT Miller. Look, they trade. Yeah, they traded for JT Miller, but he was playing on the first line. As far as I knew, I yeah, well, yeah, yeah, line, yeah, but but, um, but you you have your stacked first line with JT Miller, Stamkos, and Kucherov. You yeah. have your second line of Palat, uh, Point, and Johnson, which is great. Then you have Kalorn. You have Kunitz down there. You have uh, uh, even a other Yanni players. Gordon. You have Adam. Dude, fucking, Yanni Gord, Adam Ernie. Yeah, I was about to say, how could we forget on Yanni Gord, dude? That guy's yeah. been unreal this year. Yep, and Chris Kunitz. So don't forget about that. Yeah, that. He just adds to the to the veteran talent in that locker room. And Ryan think, Callahan, don't forget. Yeah, and hey man, depth depth wins you cups. It really does. Plus the decor, like come it's, on. Oh my, and they, out of nowhere they're just like, hey, you know what? We have too many wingers. How about we go get out and get a really good young defenseman? And now they got Mikhail Sergachev as well. And oh, don't forget about Ryan McDonough. I uh, don't forget yeah, about just, Victor Hedman, uh, f- former captain you know, as a defenseman. Are oh, you talking about McDonough? Of course, yeah, yeah McDonough. Yeah, but yeah, and then dude, Dan Girardi, granted. Has, he's looked better for that team. He's looked pretty good. He's fit in. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's a lack of that's a good team and you're just not realizing And he's just sheltered like or... Oh, I don't know. Or maybe it's kind of the scenario where Roman Polak's at where it's like, hey, get the puck to this talented defenseman and then he'll handle the rest. That might be it. He, maybe he was he had to do too much in New York. That and it was just a team that was getting too old and was kind of mismanaging the fa- fact that they don't understand exactly where the window to win was. Mm-hmm. 
But hey, I mean, they think they got a chance of making the playoffs next year now, apparently. So I've, what do I know? I mean, they, they said they're going to commit to a rebuild, but apparently it's the quickest rebuild of all time. And they don't understand the difference between a rebuild and a retool. But hey, that's not my business. You know what time it is, boys? Game time. No. Oh. You know what time it is, Mike? I'm not sure. What time is it's it? It's okay, because not of it didn't fit. 10.22. Exactly, yeah. You know, no, that okay. sounds good. You know what time it is for us right now? 10.22 Eastern Standard it's, Time. It's fun slash interesting stat time. That's oh, what time it okay. is. You were, okay. That's why I was going to say. You guys would have never guessed this one. But I just want I'm going to bring a, something to the light of any Penguin fan who hasn't understood this before. So, excluding this year, the Capitals have made the playoffs 27 times. Goddamn. They have faced the Penguins 10 times. That's a, How that's many times have the Capitals won? Nine times. Eight. Lou, you would have been right if you said if you're guessing how many times the Penguins have won. So, I mean, I feel like we all knew that the Penguins have dominated the yeah. Washington Capitals in the of playoffs. Course. So, I want to go through the years that the Penguins have won these rounds, and I want you guys to tell me what happened. So, 1991, Penguins face uh, Caps, second round, win. 1992, Penguins face Caps, first round, win. 1994, Caps uh, win that round in the first 1995, Pens win first round. 1996, Pens win first round. 2000, Pens win first round. 2001, Pens win first round. 2009, Penguins win second round. 2016, Penguins win second round. 2017, Penguins win second round. So can you tell me what happened in those years? Do you recognize the year 1991, 1992, 2009, 2016, and 2017? Seems like we may have won a cup. Yeah, something big might have happened that year. Yeah, you know. Those years? Usually, uh, Capitals are a great team. Um, It's not... It's not odd to see them having to play the Capitals in the second round. Um, but obviously, uh, it, it seems for the past few cup runs that it's something that the Penguins need to do. They need not to, a few. Every single time we have won the cup, we've had to go through the Washington Capitals at some point. It, it, the recent cups, it, yes. Uh, Every, but, cup. Every cup. Every Dude, cup. The Penguins have only won five cups ever. Yeah, yeah. In all five, we went through the All five. We, we went, went through the Capitals at every single round. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We won in the year 1991, 1992. Uh, a lot of other years. That's not even count them because it's at least five. And then, you know, in 2009, 2016, 2017. Every single year we okay, have won well, the cup. It We've had to go through the Washington Capitals at some point. Whether it was first round, second round, because the, the matchups and the playoffs are weird and the NHL can't figure out exactly the system. Well, that, that also could just be due to seeding. Yeah. yeah it, not necessarily. Know, it, is, it is shitty now, but. Well, now that, that you have to face somebody from your division in the second round. And that happens to be the teams that, you know, uh, win their first round. So, hmm. uh, Penguins, because, you know, they, they win. They're, they're good. They're pretty they're good. good. They're pretty yeah. Good. You know, and like I was saying, uh, it's become a, a norm to see the Penguins play the Capitals in the second round. And obviously, like I said, they usually have to go through them to get on their cup runs, which Keith uh, acknowledged and proved. Um, it, it's it's just, just shows the strength and the mentality of these players. Um, playing the same team over and over again and having the same result happen, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it's it really is. I mean, it doesn't feel right, I think, if, if you don't beat the Capitals. I mean, isn't it, uh, just to give a quote, history is bound to repeat itself? I think I was about to say, um, my eighth grade civics teacher taught me, the, it pounded the saying in my head. I was, you thought it was going somewhere else, Lou. No, no, just because we came from different, that. Different it, was, kind of it was a different teacher. He said, those who do not oh. remember the past are condemned to repeat it. So, yeah. Um, so, the, apparently the Capitals don't remember the past when Obi says, hey, I can't wait to play the Penguins. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else is he supposed to say? Honestly, that's what I want to bring up. Like, what are you going to say? I mean, I, like, I guess yeah. I guess he can't say what the Columbus fans said. At least we don't have to play the Penguins. In yeah, the you have round. to. Yeah. So good. Uh, granted, it. OK. It, it's not everybody's hyping up the Penguins like they were in years past or not the, Penguins, the Capitals saying, hey, this is the final of the year. So, I mean, maybe the pressure's off a little bit. I don't know. But. Like, what else are you supposed to say if you're Alex Ovechkin? You can't say what Carl Osner said whenever they asked, hey, what would you think whenever the Penguins uh, went up on you? Like, well, we knew the game was over. We knew where we lost. Yeah, so that's... You can't say stuff like that because... That, no, so that's one thing that he won't, he won't get credit for because people are dumb. Uh, but that's a great leader right there. No matter what, you need to go in knowing that you're going to win. Yeah, even because if, if you, even if if you, you have any idea or any thought in your mind you're going to lose, you're probably going to lose. Even if we put a team in against the Penguins, we have to go in knowing we're going to win. So let's remind ourselves of a terrible moment that we all had to live and might live again because I don't know if you saw our Facebook group today, but some one of our bigger friends was like, hey, let's reunite a team. And it's like, <laughs> why not? I, I mean, I'd, I'd be in. I mean, I'd be in too because I think it'd be fun to see. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we had one season where we, we lost every single game except for one. We and Well, and... Well, there was one, and the one we didn't win, we tied. We tied, yeah. And you know what sucked was going into game six, game seven of that season and knowing we're probably going to lose today. And if we are, we're all talking about it. And, of course, if we're going to talk about it and we're going to think it's going to happen, it's going to happen because we're going out there already defeated. You know, I think that may have been the fault of our captain. Could have been, yeah. And But at least he didn't captain the next, like, every team we've ever been on, right? Because, hey, he put the team in, he's captain, right? Let's not vote on this because if you put it up for a vote, you know you you wouldn't be captain. I mean, see, you either do a leader or the best player. So I'd say he's just really good at making terrible decisions. He's very good at putting teams together. Not even good at putting teams together. He's good at making people come and show up, pay something like or that. Well, I never paid though. He's good at getting people together. Yeah, he's good. He's good at gathering people. Not necessarily it also the right people. Difficult because but. he knew that we all enjoyed playing hockey. It's like, hey, you want to be on a team? It's like, hey, yeah, why not? And then we were all all the same. And we also didn't have any other options. Yeah, that's basically that's what I'm saying. None of us were good enough to have other options. No, exactly. <laughs> so what we're gonna do? Just put in and go on a random team. We saw how that worked. It wasn't very fun. Ah, uh, good old twelve year old hockey. Nothing like some good old Pittsburgh deck hockey. The oh cadet yeah, league. all about that cadet league. So we didn't even talk about the other predictions before we end this one. We got to at least talk about what we think is going to happen in the second round for the other team. So Preds versus Jets. What do we see happening in the first and the second round between the two? You know, like I said with the the Sharks and the Golden Knights earlier, uh, you know, the Jets and the Predators, same kind of series. Tough fought, great goaltenders. Hellebuck's been amazing. Hell of a goalie, you know. You know, honestly, American goaltender, just he's... Unlike any other, uh, Jonathan Quick obviously has, was phenomenal this postseason, but uh, he he brings something to that team. Whenever they see him making those saves for them and getting them out of some uh, tougher situations, it really kind of provides that spark to the rest of their team, just showing them like, hey, he's ready to come and play, and we're ready to back him up. Yeah, yeah that's that's probably one of the – that's a perfect explanation. That's exactly how it is. Uh he just needs to bring it. That's all it is, is he needs to bring it each and every game and not let up. That's, I think, is his main problem. I think the biggest thing we need to give props to when it comes to the Winnipeg Jets is just how they've done draft and development over the past years. So I'm not sure what was so prevalent about it, but I've seen a lot of people bringing up teams' drafts since 2011. 
I'm not not 100% sure why, but that's just been the year. And I got a little thing here that I wanted to talk about that uh, it's kind of, I mean, for one, it's it's how the Penguins are drafting development, but I feel like we got luckier with the caliber of the talent we got. So yeah. the years spent drafting weren't, I guess, technically, if you count it, yeah, 2003, Flurry. 2004, Malkin, 2005, Crosby, then Stahl, and then we drafted 2007, Angel Esposito, but never used him. Mm -hmm. So that was four straight years. But the Jets have six straight years. The only team in the NHL to have all of their first-round picks or their first picks from that draft yeah. um, from 2011 to 26 on the roster. So I'm going to go down, and you tell me if these players are contributors or not. We got 2011, Mark Shifley. Contributor. 2012, Jake, Jacob Trouba, Jacob Trouba, however you want to call it. I've seen her. Jacob, of, because he's American. I've heard some people call it Jacob for some reason. Because they're, they're, they're stupid? No, they're being ironic. Okay, maybe that's why. Yeah, okay. But uh, contributor. Josh Morrissey. Contributor. Even though he contributed a cross-check to, to, to a, somebody's To face. a suspension. Hey, whatever. Uh, 2015, Kyle Connor. Or no, I skipped 2014. Yeah. 2014, Nikolai Ehlers. Contributor. Kyle Connor. Contributor. Definitely contributor. And then, mm. I don't have to ask Patrick Lyon. Contributor. Yeah, I mean, but Kyle Connor, who expected him to have 30 goals? I mean, crazy, no, he was he was always supposed I to be good, though. I knew he was good, but 30 goals? I didn't expect that. This early, though? Uh, so the thing is, they were just, like, holding him back. I guess so, It, yeah. it was one of the situations where he could... It was like a uh, captain situation yeah. where he could have played all last year. Yeah. But they just held him back. Fair and enough. it and worked hey, out. I mean, whatever. Perfectly for them. for them. And, I mean, if you don't have all those number one picks on the... Uh, first round picks on that team, are they, were, are they as deadly as we're talking about right now? No, because they look like they have a legitimate threat a legitimate chance to make a run to the cup if they can get through the uh, natural predators they're kind of in a situation with the, with the capitals right now if you can't get past the second round you're obviously can't win the cup but if you get past the second round your chance of winning the third round feel like they're they might be better than than the other series that's going on right now which we could talk about the well we already talked about vegas Golden well, Knights, so the only thing with uh winnipeg versus nashville for the future is uh nashville is built for right now exactly yeah winnipeg is they are not gonna lose a beat until they have to resign players exactly but if they could keep this team intact they will be good for a long time everyone basically everyone that is in their core is under 23 and you know what's helped plus so much? blake wheeler and doesn't buff them. that top six when it comes to their defense yeah, they have a all, such a solid. We talked about board. last year, like they should have been better than what they were because mm -hmm. just simply because of their defense. But now this year they got all the offensive talent up front that they need, and they have a nice decor. And Connor Hellebuck's playing like they their GM expected them to. Like a lot of GMs draft a goalie, and they're like, "Oh, that's my guy. He's going to be a goalie. It's going to be here and be here for a long time." Le they can legitimately say with Connor Hellebuck, they have a goalie there for a long time. So this this is going to sound like a Pierre Maguire some bullshit, but they need to learn how to win. That's yeah. that's the only thing keeping them back is they have the, all the talent. They have the perfect team build. They have the goalie. They have the defense. They have the scoring forwards. They have the defensive forwards. They just need to learn how to win, and they need to have Blake Wheeler step up. And he's a great leader, so I'm not trying to knock him. Yeah. But it's the full team around them. They need to really just basically knuckle down and learn how to win. Yeah. 100%. You know, it, it they can easily do that this round, but it, it is going to be a tough matchup against Nashville. Um, honestly, I can see the winner of this matchup getting to the Stanley Cup. Hundred percent. Uh, sure. These two teams, just the depth they have and the goaltenders they have, I just think both of them matched up against the Sharks or the Kings would just it, it just they just overwhelm those teams. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think either one will beat the Sharks, no matter what. 
Uh, but I think the knights may just have you know the, the, magic the knights dust. just because you haven't seen them in the play because it's their first year. Um, they're a question mark in this playoffs, and a lot of people, you know, they're they've got a, a ton of spirit behind them. Um, you know that tragedy that happened in Vegas a, a while ago. You know, I think they they just got a lot you know going for them. A lot of people behind them, and you know who who wouldn't want to see an expansion team get to the Stanley Cup in their first year? Now, could we say? We're talking about the Nashville Predators, that the winner of the Matt Duchesne trade this year was the Nashville Predators. For sure. But in the long term, it'll obviously be Colorado. Most likely. Yeah. Uh, so you still have no idea what Colorado is actually going to get from everything that they got. It's up to their them. Oppor- exactly. Right. Their opportunity. So in terms of opportunity, Colorado won for sure. Yeah. Ottawa lost in every aspect. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Oh, my God. And if they don't keep Matt Duchesne Hilarious. I hate. I feel so bad for our Senators fans. Like you might lose Carlson this year. You, you, you gave just up gave way too Derek much. For, yeah, and you gave up way too much. Well, t- granted, they got a first round pick out of it, which ended up probably being a, close to a second. But hey, neither here nor there. But I just it hurts to be a center. And then everything Melnick's saying, and then like apparently there's talks of the team moving out of Ottawa still, which I don't understand why. Uh, everything, uh, you know, everything sucks. Ottawa's yeah. a good hockey town. I, I don't see them moving out of there anytime soon. You know, unless their owner literally yeah. takes him out of there because he's just an asshole. Yeah, I don't think that Batman will let, let that happen. I hope not. I really hope not because where does a hockey team need to be most other than Canada's the capital nation, of capital. Canada? Like, Canada. That's like just as bad an idea as taking a team out of Minnesota when they took the stars away. Yeah, it's terrible. It's don't the, do that. To that's hockey. the hockey capital of America, so you have to have a, have a team there. So. Yeah. I don't know. Everything hurts. It, it the stupidity of Ottawa hurts. I I like uh like like you said. I don't hate Ottawa's fans, but and I don't hate the team that Ottawa has, but the management, the ownership, and just the uh the decisions is just despicable. It, it really you, is. You know they got some good players there still, and as long as they don't make any stupid calls and try and commit to some crazy rebuild and start dishing away the, the players that they have now, like Mike Hoffman and J.G. Pajot. Those are great players. I, honestly, I was kind of worried that they were going to trade one of them at the deadline, and honestly, I think that would have been a big mistake for them. Yeah, for sure. Even throw uh, Mark Stone in that situation, too. They're just good players that would thrive on another team, but if they want to make a uh, make a real contender, they can't be selling. So, real quick... I want to talk about the top 10 ratings through the first five days of the Stanley Cup. Now, I know in the playoffs, but I know it's it's been well past that. But this just, I just want to read the top 10 and then talk about something near and dear to my heart. So, one, Pittsburgh. I mean, that's crazy. The fact that we're number one, that's, I mean, granted, I know back-to-back Stanley Cup champions in the the playoffs. You'd hope everyone's watching, but everyone is watching. Number two, I'm just going to skip over because that's who I want to come back to. And that's what I want to talk about. Number yep. three, Nashville. Number four, is, Boston. Number five, Providence, which, I mean, near Boston. So Boston, cool. yeah. Number six, Fort Myers. Is that Florida? Yes, I believe so. Uh, number seven, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, eight, Philadelphia. Nine, Tampa. Ten, Columbus. That all sounds right because they yeah. all got playoff teams. Yeah, makes sense. Number two, Ruffles. Can you guess who number two is? It's a team that didn't make the playoffs, but it's they have a team and they just... It's a it's a good market. It's a great market that deserves so much more than what they've gotten. You know, I, I'd have to take a guess. You know, my heart's putting me towards Dallas, 
but I, I don't think necessarily they have that great of market. So I, exactly. I have to say definitely not them. Good call. Um, it's uh, cold. It's really fucking cold there. It's cold. Re- really cold. It's um, really fucking cold. You know, is it the Edmonton Oilers? No. Unfortunately not. No. Wow. No. I mean, granted, they, no. Edmonton got more than what, they, they've gotten so many first overall picks and they have Connor McDavid. I don't, I, I know your team's been mismanaged. But you got everything. You had everything handed you, just like the Penguins. But exactly, but they have you didn't you do just anything. Gave away with it. a it's Patrick Maroon too. You eh. gave away Patrick Maroon, Taylor Hall, Jordan okay, Everly. But if, fucking, pa- if Patrick Maroon didn't play with Connor McDavid, are we saying you gave away Patrick Maroon? Oh, you didn't give away Patrick Maroon. No, you, but he, he's he's, yeah, he's someone who and part, part of your so, I guess you could call got. him support staff for the Edmonton Oilers. You know. They no. have they have some younger guys, yes, but I don't think they're ready necessarily to be playing all these games in the regular season. Or if they did get into the playoffs, they could provide that depth. So Patrick Maroon can be someone who you kind of want to hang around in the locker room, but they kind of had had to just because of the position they were in this year. But you know just what they sell. didn't have to do? They didn't have to trade away everything their team needed. And then say, our team really needs what we just traded away. So, you know what? No. If Buffalo would have gone Connor McDavid, would their re- rebuild have been accelerated? Yes, obviously. And would they be in the playoffs right now? I don't know, but I like to say yes. I'd like to say yes. I, I, and they're I'd the number like two team. Yes, they're the number two I team don't... in the top ten. And I want them. Buffalo. Buffalo yeah. is wow. number two in ratings. And I would just want so much more for them. But it doesn't look like it's the culture. It, it It's a team. It's what Edmonton suffered with. People are getting okay with losing. Like I, we didn't. I, I somehow forgot to put it on the topic sheet. We didn't even bring it up. Ryan O'Reilly admitted to losing his passion for the sport this year. Yeah, because of they know that they're going to lose. It's just like if you go into every game knowing that. There's, there's. What just are you supposed no, to do? No spirit on that Buffalo team, and their goaltending has not gotten that much better. Their goaltending is not the problem. Their goaltending, okay, it's, their goaltender is insane. It's not the root of the problem. But there's definitely better options if, out there. If you look at his stats that he's putting up with the teams he's had in front of him, they're not terrible. Would he thrive on a better team? Probably. Now, I don't even... I can't even... Who, give, who's there starting? Is it Robin Lehner? It's Lander? Robin Lehner. Okay. Is he the best goalie out there? No. By any means, he's not. And is he the best goalie for that situation? No. But you know what Buffalo has never done, it really, is commit to the rebuild 100%. They went oh, out. Oh, well, they tanked they went out hard there. for Yeah, McDavid. but then they went out there and then they started re-signing you know, players. They, they, start... they even got a Jack Eichel, and he's had but, some okay. injury problems also, which I think can contri- contribute to how poorly they've been playing. What What needs to happen there for them to turn it around? To be honest, well, Rasmus I Do- don't is know. Rasmus Dolan enough? Like, if they win the the lottery and they get Rasmus Dolan, Dalin, however you want to say it, is Dalin. that enough to? completely turn around this franchise because mm. I don't know if it is and I'm not sure what is going to solve well, it. So that that's not in and of, in and of itself Rasmus Dahlin is not the answer but that's going to be your best base. So if you can do that then you just have to make some nice uh, small smart moves and then you can be at least a playoff team. You know yeah. I, I think that there's a few names floating out on the free agency wire this uh, upcoming offseason that they could also uh, make a grab at. You know that I think they have uh, plenty of cap space um, I know they could bolster their defense up. I, I believe it was Ekman Larson was a name floating around that could uh, possibly be on the move this next season. So, yeah, because how did the Coyotes get him to commit to re-signing? Uh, also, um, I don't think the Capitals will be able to afford uh, John Carlson, so I think he's also another big name. Um, I think just adding one of those but guys. You, you know what? I 
it's not really a hundred percent a proven fact, but I feel like what you do with free agents is they're kind of like, they're the luxury things that your team doesn't need, but will really Could they'll, use. Ha- they'll help having what you need to do is draft and develop your own superstars. Like that has been proven over the years that that is what wins you franchises uh, or of wins, wins your franchise. That's what wins your franchise a championship. So I don't know exactly what is going to going to happen. It's going to turn around, but just imagine how good of a playoff series it would be if, or a, a, just a, a rivalry in general of Toronto being a good team, being successful, battling with Buffalo. They're right next to each other. They can afford to go back and forth between home games. I feel like the rivalry would be heated. It could be a great, something great to watch, but I'm just not sure when we're going to get the luxury of seeing something like that. I don't know. Uh, I thought that they were both going to be coming up at the same time, but it really doesn't look like it. With Buffalo finishing with bottom five again and again and again, you just don't know when that is actually just going to turn around. And you know what would be great? Bills Mafia, but for the Sabres. Sabres Mafia. You know, it doesn't... doesn't say, say, say I mean, not, Bills Mafia doesn't really click either. But, you, Mike, you were the person who introduced me to exactly what it was and how crazy these fans are and how they just it, they jump through tables and they're, they're out there in the freezing insane. cold without shirts on. It's, and like freeze. Dude, imagine that hardcore fan base. I mean, that's basically what the Sabres I, have, I it would seem. But, hockey fans are even more intense than football fans. I think that if they had fans like that behind them, you know, I, I wouldn't doubt them if, if they were losing a playoff series, throwing beer cans on the ice. But, you know, they're, they'd be passionate. I think they'd be very passionate hockey fans. You know, they got a good fan base there. I I think, you know, they just got to not – like, it's tough to just say go out there and play better hockey, but that's what they got to do. They got to inspire their fans almost. They got to win back their fans and get that support. And as they do that, I think the fans will almost just bring them up to where they need to be to, to kind of make that team successful and – be able to, you know, take that next step. And maybe that doesn't mean make the playoffs, but maybe that means finish better in, you know, in the standings. Um, At least put an effort up for it, right? Exactly. And, you know, another team like that, uh, Vancouver, you know, big market, uh, where it was in the Stanley Cup not too long ago. Yeah, 2012, yeah. They had the, they had like the best dynasty to never win a cup. And, and honestly, them, yeah. it's it's odd it, because right after that, it's, seems like they just kind of flatlined they they got plenty of talent there uh, that was mismanagement again just fucking it over because they saw what the bruins had and they tried to model that around whenever they they promoted speed and skill way before the penguins they were a speed and skill team that it just didn't work because they lost against a slow gritty uh defensive team and then everyone thought oh well, i guess it got to be Dude, slow gritty and defensive they won a cup since they did if that series played a hundred times how many times do you think boston actually wins that 49 yeah, right. And another that was another team that injuries just it ended up screwing them in the, in the end. They weren't able to stay healthy long enough. And, dude, the Roberto Luongo-Corey Snyder debacle, yeah. that was, like, right when it happened. And it goalie controversies, I feel like, can take down a great team. And it's so sad. And But you know what, Mike? I want to thank you for coming on. Hey, you were great. It, it, it was, was a great pleasure talking to hockey be with here. You. you know, I, I'm just happy to be here, uh, share, you know, my opinions you know, sometimes they might not always be right, but I think I bring, you know, a different view to uh, this group of, uh, you know, uh, you, you two have been wonderful and very welcoming to me on here also. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun to come out here, 
uh, you know, express my feelings towards certain teams. You know, I obviously have my favorites of the Penguins and Wild, but, you know, I, I appreciate all these teams, you know, and I, I can see them blossoming to be just a, a great league of of superpower teams with youth and talent that, honestly, every team could be competitive. They all have good markets, you know, some better than others, obviously, but they can all put out pretty good teams. You know, there's plenty, there's plenty of talent out there, plenty of younger, younger guys coming up uh, that'll be in the draft, or that'll be on some of these farm teams, and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, this year, Colorado didn't do so hot last year, but you know, they, they did good this year. Turnaround, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. We were talking about Buffalo if they got a few good guys. You know, like I said, the fans get behind them. I wouldn't be surprised them. You know finishing a lot better than they did this year yeah that's what i like to see as always you can always tweet your thoughts and opinions at us at break underscore tweets we'd love to talk to you there and we bet we will be back next week to talk about the second round so until then later i'll talk to you later